Praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy. So you're worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. Oh, the heavens and The fourth and last operation is based on deviation from the divine order. If the first operation of Satan is through lies as to our identity, our completeness, our wholeness in Christ Jesus. And the second operation of Satan and his demons to assault the Christian is based on fear to get us to doubt God to get us to be afraid of the past, of the present, or the future. Get us to be afraid of the pain that we're being afflicted with from the enemy, some disorder, physical perhaps, getting us to give up, lose faith. That's the second operation. And the third one is through temptation, actively very forcibly, intentionally bringing all the pressure that he possibly could to make us to sin against God by indulging in some sin, either through the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. And the fourth operation is deviation from the divine order. What do we mean by that? not following the divine order. God has a particular sequence for us to follow every day. He has certain priorities for us to follow, better put. There are certain things that take precedence, take priority in our lives over other things. The other things are not sin in and of themselves. As the scripture says, they are permissible, but not profitable. And that could also be applied to time. Instead of doing one's duty at a particular time, the devil would come, if he can't get us through the lies of our identity, fear through physical torment or mental torment, negative things, doubts. If he can't get us through getting us to sin willfully against God in the pride of life, lust of the flesh, or lust of the eyes. He'll come to make us to deviate from the divine order, from the priorities. He'll try to make us waste the resources that God has given us as a Christian.
as Christians. To waste those resources in temporal things when at the moment God wanted us to invest in eternal things. It can be through time, through our money or treasure, and through our talents. He'll give opportunities, quote-unquote, to use those three things, time, treasure, and talent, in a way that is not in the divine order. It's out of order. And it begins with our duty before God. Do we seek Him first every day? Do we seek Him wholeheartedly? Do we give priority and preference to the Word of God, to the reading, to the meditation, to the study? Do we seek Him through prayer? Prayer set times and also prayer throughout the day. Do we worship Him? Is that the priority? Or has He successfully seduced us away from the divine order? This is another way in which He can come and wreak havoc in our lives and get us to miss the blessings of God and hinder us in our walk with God. As we said, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable. So we are in a temporal world. We're in temporal bodies. We have an um, existence here, physical existence, families, work. All these things are there. But our priority should be the Lord. When God comes first and our duty to Him comes first, and what He says to do, by way of evangelization also, by our testimony, that we are not here just to enjoy God doing nothing for Him, but as we live for Him, His burden becomes our burden. What He sees in the world and what He's longing to do through believers becomes our personal burden. Now my priorities are God and His kingdom. If the devil can't get me to doubt my identity in Christ, if the devil and his demons can't get me to fear and forfeit faith, if he can't get me to fall for temptation and willfully sin against God, he'll seek to encroach upon the divine order in my life, the rightful duties, the things that must be done at a certain time according to God's time, seeking him first, seeking Him wholeheartedly, seeking His kingdom, the things of God. It says about Peter, when Satan filled his heart to block Jesus on the way to the cross, you recall the Lord said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for you do not care or savor the things that be of God, but that which is of man. He's speaking of the natural man. It's fully based on emotion, a human perspective, it's a satanic blindness. We can't see God's goal. But as long as we don't deviate from the divine order, do our duty at the right time, have some discipline, then the Lord will see to it that the devil cannot hinder us. So God put it in our hands. He gives us all of the divine enablement and help. He's behind us. But we have to actually make the choice and take the step. And God comes along and gives us more grace. 
Now, how were these satanic devices defeated by the saint? We touched on some of these things. If one is in prayer and fellowship with God, it will be difficult for the devil to come near that person. We're talking of true fellowship, true prayer. Not a mechanical prayer, not a mindless prayer, not a prayer that rambles on and on with no heart behind it or faith, but believing prayer, secret prayer, secret communion with God all throughout the day. What God does is He gives us protection so the devil can't come near. Continued prayer doesn't mean the devil won't try to tempt us or attack us, but it'll be difficult for him to come near one who has secret communion with God, consistent prayer fellowship with God. The devil will be defeated by the sword of the Spirit. That's the Word of God that we have. The Lord says three times, it is written, and he defeated Satan. Every time the tempter came, through the lust of the flesh, command that the bread be made stone, it wasn't the Father's will. The Lord told him, it is not by the bread, but by the word or the will or the design or the manner that God wants to fulfill whatever I need to live. It's not the physical bread. It's coming from God. My life is coming from God. That manna that was given to the Israelites was something that was not like anything they had witnessed. It was not ordinary bread. It was like frost, small frost, tasted like honey and wafers. It, it was there with them for 40 years. Then the Lord withdrew it once they came into the new land. But the purpose of God giving the manna was, He first, He made them hungry, not to afflict them willingly, but to teach them that it's not the physical bread that's going to satisfy, but it's His provision. The manna is a symbol of God's own provision for life. That our life is not from the bread, but from Him. That's what the Lord Jesus was saying to Satan in effect. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. In the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, that the word, word is not there. It actually says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every proceeded out of the mouth of God. In other words, everything that comes from God. The source is Him. How many times has God given us manna in our lives? Things that we ordinarily thought should come a certain way to meet our needs. But the Lord purposely caused us to be at a point of total desperation to show what He can do. That He can provide the true manna. That which we don't know what it is. That, in fact, that's the meaning of the word manna. It means, what is it? It means what? Whatness, they call it. Because they didn't know what it was. They didn't, they didn't need to know what it was. All they need to know was, it was from God. God provides His manna. Whatever you and I need, God will give at the exact time because it's His provision. Miraculously, 
will know undoubtedly this is God supplying my need. Not me, not another man. It's God Almighty. So the Lord used the word as the sword to defeat Satan. We need to be in the word, to know our identity, to know that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love and a sound mind. To know that there is no temptation overtaking you, except that which is common to man. But God will, with the temptation, make a way for you to escape, so you can bear up under it. We need to know the word. Every point the devil comes and says it's hopeless, we need to have the word to say, God is a God of hope and victory. And we defeat him by the sword of the Spirit. So the prayer is there. We need to have prayer, constant, secret communion with God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We need to know that we are righteous in Christ Jesus. We don't have sin tainting us when we get born again. We are clean. God says, walk in that righteousness. So the devil would have us believe the other way around, that we are hopeless, we're trying to get hope. We have hope in Christ already. God says, hold fast to it. You're already victorious. The devil is also defeated in all of his operations through the demons by the word of my testimony and by the blood of Jesus Christ the Lamb. My testimony, how God saved my soul, how He rescued me, how He gave me right standing with Him. He made me a king and a priest before Him. He took me from utter and ultimate poverty and destruction, crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies. That's who I am. The Word of God tells me that. That's my testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Revelation 12.11 says, And they overcame him, that is Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. We defeat the devil also through faith. Trusting God, that shield of faith, trusting him, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how long it looks like we have to wait, no matter how many enemies around about us, David said, even if thousand fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, it will not come near me. Because God is with him. Not because of his own power or because people love him, but because God is with him. When we have faith and trust in God, the devil will be defeated. It says in the Bible, whom resist steadfast in the faith. We actually exert pressure against the devil. It's not simply defending against him. We block his blow, but we push him back through faith. We resist. We also attack with the word of God. We use all the weapons God has given us. We are the victors. Every anxiety that the devil tempts us with, we have to bring the word of God. He says, take no thought for yourselves. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink. Your heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He said, you are worth more than the sparrows. The Lord says, I have everything lined up for you. It's really true. God has every blessing that He has already purposed to give us, in this life and in the one to come. The Lord has lined it all up in the path to glory. That's why 
in the message we say that it is how to overcome demons on the pathway to spiritual victory. We're already on the path. The demons' jobs are to try to block us and hinder us, deviate us. As long as we recognize how they can come, and we defend against that, and we also push them back, we'll continue to go successfully. So the Lord helps us to defeat the devil through the testimony of who we are. Our righteousness is in Christ. We are righteous. When I know I'm righteous, the devil cannot come and tell me I'm not righteous. If I really know that, and I'm walking in that, I defeat him by faith. I continue to trust God. I take victory over every fear. I proclaim, I declare that, because I'm walking with him. It's not an empty declaration. Sometimes people just declare whatever they want. They get a book of Psalms or promises and they read that all day long or certain times of the day, almost like a, uh, like a mantra or like a quick fix pill. Those things will work because the Word of God is powerful. But it will only work in conjunction with our obedience to the Word. So as long as we obey the Lord, we can declare every single promise and defeat the enemy with that. We have to walk with Him. We defeat the devil through praise as an evidence of our faith. So if, if we're feeling sick, even though we're human and we have the pains, through faith we declare the victory and the healing because of the promises of God. Because He says, Who has forgiven all your sins and healed all your diseases. He says, By His stripes you're healed. The Lord healed all manner of sickness and disease when He was on the earth. How much more now when He's in heaven for those who trust in Him? So we exert that weapon against the devil. Praise. Praise is a weapon. Praise brings the presence down from God. God's presence. He inhabits the praises of His people. As I have that faith, the operation of the devil to come to make me doubt, to come to make me deviate from God's plan, I'm able to overcome by praising God, by singing to God, singing His Word, making melody in our hearts unto the Lord. It's very difficult for the devil to come near people who continually are in the Word, continually are praying to Him, continually are praising Him, continually are singing to the Lord of His glory. Very difficult for the devil to get near those people. And all of this has to do with those who are walking in the divine order. Those who are doing their duty. God has set times for us to do certain things. He has certain priorities. Long as the heart that is praising, singing to God, having constant fellowship with the Lord, secret communion, having knowledge of the Word and growing in the knowledge of the Lord through conscientious study of the Word of God, humbling themselves, not like the devil who had pride, but being humble, saying, Lord, I don't want to deviate from anything that you have laid out for me. Whatever looks counter to my human reasoning, my human likes, 
Lord, I push all that aside. Not my will, but your will be done. When we say that to the Lord, and we, we don't deviate from the divine order, we have self-discipline. For He hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, or self-discipline. I'm bringing everything in my life to the Savior who saved me, and saying, you're also my Lord, I want to walk with you with no deviation. So the devil's operations are completely destroyed and dismantled. As we uncover them, having the knowledge of his operations, and we withstand him, steadfast in the faith, and we also launch the offensive with the sword of the Spirit. The sword is not to defend simply, but to use. So the Word of God, when the devil came with his weapon, the lie, the Lord Jesus, who is the Word of God embodied, he shot back with, it is written, this is what the Word says, not what you say. And he overcame. The same way we overcome the devil. So don't fear the operations of the enemy, though he is far stronger than any man on the face of the earth who is unsaved. The devil is no match for the Jesus that dwells in you and me. Because the Lord Jesus is on the throne, not the devil. The devil was cast out because he sought the throne unlawfully. It was the Lord who was on the throne and remains on the throne forevermore. That same Lord, He's enthroned in our hearts. We have victory. If the enemy comes to give you physical affliction, cry out to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Declare His victory because you're walking with the Lord. If there are any sins, ask God for forgiveness and repent. Go on with the Lord. Use the sword of the Spirit. Sing unto the Lord. All the operations of the devil will be shut down. All the missiles, all of his cohorts, all of his underlings, all the demons that are dispatched, different demons, to come especially to those believers whom God is going to use mightily. We need to recognize that the opposition comes because there's a great victory coming. And we already have victory. But there are greater things to be conquered. And the Lord helps us to recognize that and to appropriate the Word of God, our own testimony, remembering how God saved us, our righteousness because of His blood, because of the blood of the Lamb of God. And the devil is defeated by patient continuance in obedience to the Lord God. We continue. We're already on the path. Demons come on the side to seduce, to make us doubt our identity, speak the word of God, and we push them back. Demons come on this side to seduce, to fear and doubt, through affecting the body, tormenting the mind with thoughts of the past, or doubts about the present or the future, we defeat that and say, God hath not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. 
fear of death, fear that something will happen that is negative. We overcome him through the word. If the devil comes through temptation, gives you the urges to gratify yourselves through the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, we refuse that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We resist Him. We say, God is sufficient for me. He will satisfy my every need at the exact time appointed, in the fullness of time, in the right way, so that I have no regrets. Praise be to God. Finally, if the enemy comes through his demons, the fourth operation, trying to, trying to seduce, to make us feel lazy, to make us lose the divine order for our day in our lives, to mix up our priorities, to try to make us be worldly minded, we say, no, I'll be eternally minded. For me, God and the kingdom of God comes first. To glorify the one who gave is all for me. Not only for me, for the whole world. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. There is no sacrifice too great for me to make to him who gave us all for me. So my mind is focused on eternal things. The devil cannot come to make me lose my self-discipline as I resist him. Praise be to God. I trust that the Lord has helped you. To understand some of the ways in which the devil comes to trip us up in the pathway to glory, to victory, and how we can defeat every single demonic attack through Jesus Christ, through doing these things, using the sword of the Spirit, knowing the Word of God, spending time with God, secret communion with God, praying without ceasing, having a thankful heart, praising God as an evidence of faith singing to God, remembering our testimony, the blood of the Lamb that alone makes us clean and keeps us, pleading the blood continually. Lord Jesus, I place myself under your blood once again. Lord, I remind myself and the devil that I'm under the blood of Jesus. Lord, cover my family with your precious blood, pleading the blood of the Lamb. And then by patient continuance in obeying the Lord. Lord, there's nothing too small for me or too great for me that you can tell me to do that I will not do. I want to obey you in all things, Lord. That heart is what God was looking for with the old Israelites. But that whole generation was wiped out because God was not pleased, well pleased with them. They continually murmured feared and lusted. God had to destroy them. The Lord says, that is not what I expect of you. You are in my Son, washed by His blood. We will be the new Israel, the new generation that will go into the promised land, defeat the enemies and overtake them. Our destination is the new Jerusalem. It is the Zion of God the habitation of the Holy One, to be victoriously reigning with Him forever and ever. And no demon, nothing from hell, can ever stop us. So long as we understand 
who we are in Christ, what we have to use from Christ, and that God is with us all the way to victory, from faith to faith and glory to glory. For prayer, please contact us at prayer at lbethelinternationalministries.org. That's prayer at lbethelinternationalministries.org. Or you may phone us at 001-845-360-0534. Once again, 001-845-360-0534. You may write us at L. Bethel International Ministries, P.O. Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. On the web, please visit us at www.lbethelinternationalministries.org.